This episode of the e-commerce playbook is brought to you by Freshworks. You may know them for their support software, Freshdesk, used by over 50,000 businesses. But now, they've taken all of their industry knowledge to create Fresh Marketer, the only multi-channel conversational CRM. All conversations from marketing to support in one place that integrates directly with your Shopify store. You can learn more at freshmarketer.com or with the link in the show notes. Hello and welcome to the e-commerce playbook podcast. My name is Andrew Ferris and I am so glad you joined me for another episode of the show today. I'm going to talk about a topic that I haven't hit a lot recently and I'll tell you why in a second. But that topic is management of people and building process and goals and those sorts of things in a way that I've just watched some things happen in a few different companies recently that have reminded me of this. It's not easy to be a great manager and it's not in the realm of tactics for growth and those kinds of things, but it is a really important part of building a great company that can really scale and grow at whatever pace you are trying to scale and grow. It helps you to utilize your resources as effectively as possible, whether they're internal or outsourced. So we'll talk about two different ways of managing sort of two different kinds of people. I hope this is useful to you. Let's jump in. So I want to talk a little bit about managing people. This is not something I talk about a lot. And there's a reason for that, which is that I I don't think I'm a great manager of people. I think I'm pretty good at keeping a positive environment, but I'm not sure I'm really good at getting the most out of people. And there's a lot of reasons for that, but some of those come down to a dynamic that I have noticed really specifically recently, actually in a few settings, one of them in a professional setting, one of them in a volunteer setting, where I've just seen sort of what I would say are two different approaches to at least one part of people management that I think both have their usefulness depending on the situation. And you just have to know what kind of situation you're in and what kind of people you're managing and what the job is, et cetera. So let me just talk about what the two different kind of possibilities of managing people are here. And of course, there's going to be overlap on these. There's going to be times when you can use both, but sort of two elements of it. And the first is what I would call sort of the low touch approach to this, where you're letting people do their job, the notion of let smart people do the things they're good at, that kind of approach to leadership. Now, this is like very obviously right. There are a lot of systems where trying to give sort of as little oversight as possible. And I don't mean no oversight, of course, but I mean with relatively little oversight. You know, one one of the best ways to chase talented people out of your organization is to micromanage them and to try to sort of hold on too tightly to the things that they're doing. And everybody, I think, knows that there are definitely some managers who just can't help themselves and that creates problems in their company. But I think the thing that I think people lose sight of there, and this comes back to something I talked about in another recent episode, is that if you are going to do that, there is at least one element that you have to have in place besides baseline rules and sort of like handbook kind of stuff just to make sure nobody's sort of abusing their power or whatever. That's really important too, especially for talented people, actually. If you want to make sure that you create a culture where people are safe at work and you do want to create that, right? Then it's especially important to make sure that powerful people in the company are subject to the same rules as everybody else. There's clear ways in which people who have less power can talk about what they're experiencing with somebody safe, all those kinds of things, right? So there's sort of that element of things. But in terms of the performance element of things, what you must do, I believe, is create clear goals and clear accountability. And if you give a smart and talented person a clear goal, and often you form that goal with them, right? Um, But if you give them a clear goal, their accountability is to that goal and therefore they hit it or they don't, but they then get the freedom within certain constraints, but they get the freedom to then go and generate that outcome. And 
if they have that freedom and then you just think about your job as equipping them with tools to make it easier for them, then that ends up giving them what they need to go do this. They have to then go problem solve, which is at the core of what makes a lot of good employees good, the ability to problem solve, how to get there. But where I still see even smart people struggle in a system sometimes or for companies to not get the most of those smart people is that they don't have clear enough ways for smart people to measure whether or not they're being successful. And so there's a, there's a general sense of a broad thing we're trying to accomplish. We're trying to grow maybe a top line revenue number or whatever, right? We're trying to launch five new products or whatever. But if you don't give any more clarity to what the KPIs are that that person's part of that lift in the company is, it's going to be really hard for that person to do what they're asked to do and to feel like they know if they're being successful or not. But if you are able to work with them to develop what that goal is, then they're going to have the ability to go and chase that down, which means if you are a founder or a leader or a you know, C-level employee or just a manager of any kind, your job becomes to know that you've forecasted your business the right way, that you're moving people towards the right thing. I referenced in a recent episode also the idea of using something like EOS, the Entrepreneur Operating System, or Scaling Up as ways to sort of overlay a way to think about this problem on your business where you have a very clear goal that you're trying to get to that ladders all the way down to quarterly goals. And those kinds of organizing principles don't just have the benefit of getting your whole company to move in a certain direction, but it really helps each individual person understand their part of the lift, what they have to accomplish along the way. If they can do that, then they can really thrive, okay? That said, there is another type of person to think through, which is, often somebody who is either lower level because they're newer in their career, or maybe it's somebody outsourced overseas or something like that. In that situation, they may be talented and you absolutely can still incorporate this kind of goal-oriented thinking towards managing that person, but it becomes more incumbent on you at that stage to detail processes with real clarity and explain exactly how to do the thing that they are trying to do. That way, a smart person who is still new in their career and hasn't yet quite put in enough reps to know what excellence really looks like or to be able to think strategically about a thing. The ability to think strategically about problems in a business is something that is formed over time, even for a smart strategic thinker, for most folks, right? So giving people sort of more detailed task orientation, more detailed process in a way that ladders up to their goal, because they should still have a goal, right? Ends up being more important. And that means that again, now for you as a manager, you need to be thinking more directly about how do I create as good of a process as possible along those lines. And that is this constant gap. I've talked to Taylor about this summit, and think about this at CTC and sort of how he's thought about this challenge of wanting to give people very, very clear directions on the one hand of exactly what to do, but also recognizing that lots of business problems are novel at higher levels of support, right? If you're a growth strategist at CTC and you're working with a nine-figure brand, they're going to have a different set of problems than a new and up-and-coming seven-figure brand that has potential but is in a different growth stage and life stage and all those kinds of things. They're in totally different categories. One of them is food and beverage and one of them is apparel, right? There are translatable things and processes that help people service both of those clients, but the problems are novel enough to where the higher you go in a company, the more you need to be able to solve different sets of problems on your own. And that's where the guiding principle of a goal at the top ends up being what helps that person to accomplish those things. At lower levels, if you are a younger member of a team servicing that, let's say your job is just creative or something, then if you're a production designer on a team, then you need clear process about, for example, okay, you're doing Facebook ads. Well, I need you to have a one-by-one -one version of this. I need you to have a 
a nine by 16 version of this. I need you to have, you know, a GIF version of this. And every time you go create creative, give me these three different versions and here's a brief and here's how to do it, right? And early on, a production designer needs that kind of feedback and that level of input. And they will then develop the reps and the ability to go then maybe be the creative strategist alongside eventually over time. Now, again, there's exceptions to all of these rules. It turns out that some people very early in their careers are superstars who just get it intuitively right away and whatever. But that's not most people. And so the level of process and detail implementation you need to be giving is relative to the ask and to the experience level and all those things. And I found this to be the case with overseas employees. And it's one of the reasons people don't outsource very well. It's actually a huge amount of work to build great process and to see that process through and get it implemented and get people adopting it and get people using it and train them and teach them and all those things. It's not easy. It takes a lot of time and it can often feel like there is something more important that you have to go chase down faster. Okay. And so you don't go develop that process. And then that makes you ineffective at utilizing those resources. So there is a lift on the front end that saves you time and money on the back end with those kinds of employees. And so that's the thing that I've been thinking about with talented people, where especially if the outcome, if there's a lot of ways to get to the outcome that you're trying to produce, if there's not one clear way to do it with clear specifications, like I said, if there's novel problems in every direction, then you need to give people the goal and drill that into them as much as possible and let them know they're accountable to that goal. They've signed up for it. They have come into a contract with you where you know, you're know you providing them a salary in exchange for them providing services. And that means you both have something in it together. And that means you have to go chase this goal together. That's what you've both committed to as part of how the arrangement works, right? They're trading their time for money and therefore, and you're willing to pay them for it because they're gonna help you get the outcome you want. So help them know what that outcome is, right? And then on the other hand, more process orientation, more details, more training, more resources to back people up and to have references for people along the way. I've found that while there's a lot of other things to say about great management and all those things, if you can get those two things right, you end up moving, in, or especially in an organization that knows what it's trying to accomplish on what timelines with real focus, then you could move a lot of people in the same direction pretty effectively. It's not easy, it's not fast, but it can be a really important way of getting it done. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the e-commerce playbook podcast. I hope this was useful to you. Hope you're managing your people effectively and well and in the midst of also creating, doing all the other things like creating a great culture, great place people want to work, paying well, hiring well, all that kind of stuff. It's all part of it. It's all part of the nuts and bolts of building a great business, supply chain and management and all the rest. There's a lot to it not easy. So I hope you're doing well. I hope you're hanging in there. If you would like to respond to this, I would love to hear from you at Andrew J. Ferris on Twitter. That's F-A-R-I-S. That's the number one place to reach out to me. Always glad to have somebody join the Twitter conversation. And if you would rate and review this podcast, I would appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next time.